What is up, everybody? And welcome to another episode of the Spectator Mode Podcast. And no, your eyes and ears are not deceiving you. We're doing an early one because there is a big announcement that came out today. And myself and Matt want to talk about it. Matt, do you want to start this off since you are the FGC head over here? I gave up that crown years ago. Uh, Yeah, apparently um, Sony has used their pocket money to buy uh, Evo from the Cannon Brothers and set up a whole bunch of things with it. Yep, Sony and <laughs> it's funny. Somebody made a meme. It was like Xbox is buying up all these things. Sony, go buy something. Okay, <laughs> so they formed a partnership with Evo. So basically, Sony Interactive Entertainment and RTS, a brand new venture that has a bunch of investors, will run Evo for the foreseeable future. The Cannon Brothers will stay on board, but they will be more of a uh, advisory position. I like that. Yeah. I'm also uh, glad about that, you know, not to bring back bad news. The groomer, Mr. Wiz, has something to do with it. I hope he doesn't get any money or monetary related to this because, you know, he's a bastard. So, you know, I'm glad about that. Yeah, that so, makes me happy. So let's bring up what happened last year. So COVID-19 happened last year, and it wrecked pretty much every on every on-site event. You know, PAX was the last one that everything after that was destroyed. Evo decided that they were going to go and do an online version. But apparently, Mr. Wheeler can't keep his hands to himself. So there was a bunch of harassment allegations, and eventually he was pushed out, and Evo got canceled yet again. So this is basically Evo coming back, because when Evo died the second time in 2020, people were concerned that it wasn't going to come back. I know we had that conversation, Matt, that maybe it shouldn't return. Yeah, I was leaning like no, not to come back simply because I think the FGC has moved past it. I think that we need to create more of our grassroots thing because people did not want to believe this at the time. And I always still this in my heart. It's weird to see people upset about Evo sold out, but Evo has always been a soulless corporation. Evo has been very, very corporate since 2012. That's so, my opinion when Evo became corporate and stopped being, at least my opinion, fun compared to other tournaments. Well, at least had that personality I enjoy of tournaments. So today, the Cannon Brothers released a statement. I'm going to read this. It's basically a message to our community, and it's over on the Evo website. And this is pretty long-winded, so this is going to be fun. Evo would not be possible without the collective passion and collaboration of the fighting game community, and we are deeply grateful for your dedication over the past 25 years. Yeah, Evo's been going a very long time. Yeah, yes. It's before it became Evo's a B-series. Yeah, so it's been a pretty long time. Back when Seth Killian used to be around i miss seth he was a, i miss a nice him guy. too he, but he did that playstation game then just fell off the face of the earth sometimes we, things don't work out there <laughs> not definitely not with that game we know last year was it was challenging due to the pandemic and the circumstances surrounding the cancellation of eve online and forming involving a former team member who has been completely separated from our company so no involvement from mr wheeler whatsoever he is gone we want mm-hmm. to reaffirm that harassment or abuse of any kind has no place within evo or any of our future events and we are taking every precaution to make sure members of our community will always be treated with respect dignity and decency you deserve in order to deliver on the trust you have put in evo we realize that we need an experienced strategic partner who truly represents the spirit of the fgc this is why we're excited to announce that evo has become part of the joint partnership of sony interactive entertainment and rts rts is a brand new investor driven entity that will help fund and oversee evo the new partnership is committed to bringing amazing tournaments and competitive gaming experiences back to you this year and beyond we're thrilled to work with teams at PlayStation and RTS to bring you EVO 2021 online this August. More information on the event will follow. From the bottom of our hearts, thank you for your continued support. Tony and Tom Canyon, creators yep. of GGPO. Yep, Japanese GGPO. developers won't use. 
Thank you. Thank you know what you beat me. T- See, you think <laughs> I was going to be the soulless guy? You're you're beating me to it already. You're, you're already getting all my uh, my anger out from me. I I'm learning. I'm learning from the best. So there's the statement. Uh, Evo will take place August sixth to the eighth, and August thirteenth to the fifteenth. There has been some trimming of the games. Uh, looks like now it will be Guilty Gear Strive if it doesn't get delayed again. Uh, <laughs> Mortal Kombat 11 Ultimate, Street Fighter Five Champion Edition, and and Tekken Seven. Yeah, and uh, I think someone made a joke saying if King of Fighters 15 doesn't come out, we'll just add um <laughs> we'll add King of Fighter 13 trials because no one could beat those trials apparently. This does raise some questions. I had some concerns when I was writing an article. I know you had some things to say about it too, but yours is probably a little more long winded than mine. So I'm just going to go and say it. I know. There was another announcement from PlayStation stating that things are going to run as normal. They're not going to stop any platforms from entering Evo. And I really hope that remains true because, you know, there could be another chance that uh, Killer Instinct makes it back to Evo. It was supposed to be Evo before the crap happened right. last year. Well, yeah, because in my opinion, if Evo Online was there, it should be there because even though I'm not a fan of Killer Instinct, it does have solid netcode. The netcode is solid. And that's enough for, to, to allow the game to flourish, you know. Oh, definitely. It definitely has some of the best netcode out there. And, and that's my one, my one question. The second question is, wh- what are we? What capacity are, are we going to see here with, with PlayStation running the show? I mean, are they going right. to dictate everything? I think that's so, probably one of your, one of your uh, things you're going to talk about. So I'll leave yeah, it to you. Yeah. So I'm Go excited. Ahead. So this is my theory, right? So uh, my theory is, I agree with several people at FGC, is that Evo will eventually have to dip into the community's talent pool to help run the event. If the, if the, because we're going to get them, even though they're corporatists, we'll be the one running the event. So we'll still be the ones in power because we know how to talk to people. We do the marketing. We do everything for it. Though I feel like as positive as this is, this will remind me of the same feeling what happened in Overwatch League, another game that's been take, that's been pure corporatist. And I'm not saying corporatist is an insult, guys. I'm just as it's a thing. So um, Overwatch League was essentially loved by the community, but ended up being taken over by MLG Esports. So a lot of people left. A lot of people left Overwatch League because of how corporately it's run, such as Monte Cristo, I think Doa, and etc. Commentators, etc. So I think that in the beginning they will use our expertise, but once they learn from us, they're going to do it themselves, and that's the stage I'm worried about. Will we survive them running it based on our ideas? Will they? Will they use us for the long term? And which people will be there? Because I think they're going to pick top guys. They're probably going to pick Mark. Um, they're probably going to keep the cannons. Maybe they'll get Spooky. Team Spooky, you know, Victor, Arturo, etc. But I don't know if they'll be using some of the local or smaller guys who have a lot of influence in the community. Maybe I don't know if they'll be using Big E. I don't know if they'll be using oh, uh, Jabali. I don't know if they'll be using uh, Min, the guy who runs 202 Furious, yeah. old school tournament guy. So my thing is that I'm very happy for this opportunity for FGC people to who's been in the community to increase their resume or the guy, some guys who run FGC in Japan or Korea, like, you know, Frame Whisperer or uh, who else? You know, Junuya from Japan, Obama, those guys, you know, those crew. Um, so I'm really, really skeptical in the sense that I'm glad that these high-end players or high-end community members will be in the community, but how long will they have a seat at the table before Sony realize, ah, I learned everything what you do and get rid of them. That's yeah, that, the part that yeah, scares me. That's what bothers me as well because there's a lot of people, a lot of commentaries, a lot of people who's worked in the background bringing Evo to us, the multiple streams, the announcers, the, the talent, exactly what you said. And these people who have been putting in the work for so long, they weren't really getting paid. Most of them were doing it because they loved it. Now yeah. they have a picture. They have somebody with huge pockets who could actually go, hey, we're going to pay you for your talents. 
And it, I think the fighting game community, I think Evo would be much better because these people will go, hey, you know what? You realize what I'm, what we do. You recognize what we do, and you're giving back to it. I don't want to see Sony go, hey, you know, we're going to bring in all these corporate suits and destroy this because these guys, even though some some of them are very cringy, some are ridiculous, they make these events. Their commentary makes these events. They make them what's so good. Oh, the commentary and people in the backstage, the yeah, runners. But the thing too is that is like. I, like I said, I think they're going to work with us and then learn. And once they finish learning what they learn from us, they're going to just do it themselves. And that, to me, is the testing point to how strong will they be without us. I personally would like them to not do this because I know a lot of esports companies and esports in general do this. They hire people on a uh, temp contract basis, meaning that they're hired temporarily through short-term gains. So it doesn't mean that they'll be there forever, maybe six, 10 months. I would like for RTS to hire FEC members as full-time employees with positions so they will have a sense of trust and transparency. Like, for example, I would feel extremely comfortable if, you know, Min was in charge hired FTC as the guy who's in charge of all the old school cabinet games. I will feel extremely resp- happy if Team Spooky was the official streamer for all Evo. Like he, that's his job at RTS. You know that will make it. I mean that as an employee, not as a gig. Because if it was a gig, that means that next year you might not get him. Next year you might get you know Alex Valle, another against Valle, but you know someone else. My other question is, my other concern is again something similar to what we just said. What happens if they have they become more professional and they go, okay, you can no longer stream these events. That would be a devastating blow. Exactly. Or they tie them up in contracts where like yep. if you work for non Sony. Uh, people like, you know, like let's, let's say Team Spooky decides to next to the battle circuit. Well, he can't do that because he's a Sony employee. That's a social nightmare to picture either. Yeah, so, the more and more yeah. we talk about this, the more and more there's like negative things. I, I think this overall is a positive, but there's just so many things that I don't know if people are thinking about or if they just weren't brought about or they're just so happy about the announcement and the evil lives that they're forgetting about uh, the small details. Because the small oh, no, details uh, are the ones that are coming and bite you in your ass. Oh, I agree 100%. I think also, too, another way to look at it, too, is how much involvement we'll have, as well as the games you want. Like, for example, um, I do know that as an anime game player, you know this, there's a bunch of games out there that may not be mainstream people like, like Arcana Heart, but people might look at it as pervy or whatever, but it's like, it exists, you know, it's part of the community, you're going to respect that. So I wonder, like, how much, like, will they have censorship over games that we like to play? Will they take away the aspect where we look as fun? Like, um, for example, uh, Samurai Showdown is a good game, right? But maybe Sony with your PC, you won't see Samurai Showdown because Samurai Showdown has fatalities, you know, things like that. N- depending on the year, who knows? I'm just going to go back to what I said before. I just don't want them to alienate the platforms. I-, I see this as a way to say we are more acceptance for all platforms now. You remember how long it was for the FTC to finally realize that P- using PC was a viable platform? Remember for yeah, the longest time, we're, they were, we're like, pretty, we hate PC. We're pretty, finick- we're pretty finicky about that. I'm not yeah. even like, oh, yeah, yeah. I-, I remember I had arguments with people in the community saying PCs are unstable, they're they're finicky, they're prone to crashing. I'm like, come on, man, really? If, so if you do is like certain games are only played on PC. I exactly I like um as someone as myself who you know I'm not a poverty player like some people, but a lot of poverty games such as like Koi Yenbu and Melty Blood was only playable on PC. So we had to get a PC to play them. So you know it, it is what it is. So I go like, mm, yeah, will we go to PC? I don't think so. I think that, you know, from my opinion, I think what's going to happen is they're going to try to get all platforms as long as it's Sony, I guess. And I wonder how much playability you get. Like, for example, some versions of the game were just superior, such as Street Fighter 4. Street Fighter 4 was superior on Xbox than it was on the 
uh, PlayStation due to, you know, frame lag, whatever. Are we going to allow that to happen? Are we going to just going to say, hey, you know what? Let's play on the best version the game has. Well, that's going to be a question. That's going to be a huge question because, again, PlayStation is the sponsor. And remember when we had the fiasco with Street Fighter V in the beginning where the PlayStation version did not run as good as the um, PC version? Yeah, yeah. And plus the uh, eight frames of lag, which they had to buff yep. out anyway. Yeah. There yep. Was, but yeah, you still wanted to use the PlayStation version. So that's going to be interesting to see what happens. Is Sony going to say, use PlayStation only? when it when it comes to this instance or are they going to go know what no tom tony and the rest of you guys you take care of this we're just backing you that's what i want to see i want them to just be the money bank and nothing else get out of the way let the people would, know what the hell is going kill, on i actually would kill that if they just uh if they were just the 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 shadow funder they were just the funders and let us take handle it you know that's what they should do that's exactly what they should be doing they should just stay out of the way and let the people who know what they're doing take care of it. Obviously, if you're keeping people around to be advisors, you you must respect their opinion. So with them on board, I don't see an issue with you letting other games or platforms come into the new Evo, and I'm doing air quotes, because the future of Evo is uncertain. We don't know what exactly is going to happen, because I know a lot of people, when they saw PlayStation Attached, went, oh, PlayStation Attached now. What does this mean going forward? And there needs to be a lot of communication. This, what just happened today, needs to be 100% transparent, or there's going to be a lot of bad blood within the fighting game community. I can tell you, I can probably tell you that there already is a lot of bad blood right now because of that announcement. Well, there isn't much, but some people are very skeptical, making memes about it. Uh, I got a guy, he posed a question, and I actually answered this, right? Uh, he said, you know, this this Evo PlayStation News got acquisitions pretending like fighting games, right? And he's like, e PlayStation support Evo. I was a big Mortal Kombat fan. Sure you can. LOL. Who should they buy next? What would X-Files response? And I actually responded. I'm, I, I was hardly joking, but there's some truth to this. Microsoft in the past has purchased and has, I'm sorry, Microsoft past have worked and sponsored with several Jibaley CEO tournaments in the past. So there's a possibility there. He's like, dude, you're not serious, right? I'm joking, but I'm like, you know, that's a possibility. If you really want to make the joke, that corporations will buy up tournaments. There are people who work with corporations for years. So the idea of that is always there. It really depends on the person who run the tournament and how much control they want or exactly. they don't want anymore. They need to have total control. And if that happens, if, if PlayStation goes and says, you know what, do your thing, we got you, you know, we'll step in if we have to, then I'm happy. Then yes, that's the perfect way to go. Let the people again who know what they're doing have their own committees, bring have their own decisions, and let the fighting fighting game community make all the decisions, the wise decisions, the viable solutions. I mean, obviously, if if there's a money situation that comes up or or, or a legal issue come up, obviously oh, yeah, yeah. they have to step I, in. But other than I, that, no, leave them alone. No, no. The only thing that suits me is like earlier, as I, I think I said earlier in the um. When we talked about the podcast podcast before, like when Evo will be gone, only because I think there's other tournaments out there be viable to do this. I also feel like this also puts other tournaments on a lower pedestal. That it's Evo or Bus Boys, or it takes away a lot of aspect how other tournaments can compete. Because if if the new Evo becomes so grandiosis, how will other tournaments in the community be able to hit that level? It's like it's just a nothing. So because even with Evo being around the best tournament, other tournaments had aspects like equal equal to them. But, you know, again, how you compete with Sony money, you know? Right, exactly. Yeah, I mean, I could talk about this for hours because there's just so many things, but I think we've we've touched on the more important, important parts. I would really love to see the fighting game community be more vocal about this on Twitter and on Reddit and not just being silly. I actually want them to be 100% honest and tell PlayStation what they want to see happen because th the biggest thing here is Sony 
PlayStation can own Evo or a partnership or whatever, but it is the fighting game community who makes this work. If every single major and minor person in the fighting game community goes, you know what? Screw this. We're done. We're not going to compete Evo. Evo's dead. <laughs> you can't have a fighting game tournament without people competing in the tournament. Oh, no, I agree. It's like, it depends too. Um, there's also a joke that someone posted about the situation, which I, I, I cold hardly laugh, but there, there is um, someone, and I, this is a joke. I cannot wait to see how painful online uh, free entry Evo with the power of real marketing budget will be. Imagine hundreds of first-time tournaments who haven't read the rules in every game, especially for games that have shitty lobby invite system. It's going to be jokes. Now, this is a this is a commentary on both things, such as Japanese games having not good netcode and lobby systems and online tournaments trying to run online tournaments about knowing how to run online tournaments. With tons of people getting into it because it's Evo, yeah, you know? yeah. yeah. That's a real problem I agree with. It's a joke, but I totally agree with this problem. Like, yeah, this might happen, guys. Do you think Evil 2021 is going to be a disaster? Or uh, a growing thing? It depends who they bring on. And I'm being quite... I'm not, not, not trying to be like half-talk, but it really depends who they bring on. I have faith that with the money behind it, things should work out okay, but it depends who they allowed in, into the tent. If it's just going to be the Cannon Brothers, that's fine enough for me. But I worry about what does it mean of the Cannon Brothers, and so like I'm not trying to be, you know, conspiracy theory. If the Cannon Brothers aren't friends with some guys in the community, then am I? Are we doomed? Are we? Are we generally doomed? Because oh, you know, uh, this will never happen. The Cannon Brothers aren't friends with Team Spooky, and I, 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 this will never happen. But and and everyone in the community knows Team Spooky is good, and since they're not friends and you're not in the in crowd, we'll never see Team Spooky at Evo. Here's my thing with that. Here's my thing with that. You don't mix business with pleasure. That's it. Oh, no, no. no. You you should not do that. Even here, you know, you guys are my boys, but if it comes down to a business decision, it's a business decision. It doesn't make a difference at the the end. If Cannon Brothers don't like Team Spooky, whatever. But they cannot... Yeah, it's just just a... a Yeah, it's hypothetical. Yeah, but you would be silly not to have Team Spooky or whoever there for the tournaments. You'd be dumb to do it. Oh, 100%. So, yeah. And I agree. And that's, that's a sentiment I agree with 100%. I just feel like I'm afraid that it will create a tense or in crowd of situation, like a click of Cersei. That's the worst case scenario. I don't think that's going to happen. But th- those are fe- those are as a potential small time fear I have. I am somewhat optimistic about this because I think the money will help. And it depends who's in like who owns RTS. RTS is a separate corporation owned by uh, some other third party guy. I think right. It's made of multiple people. Yeah, multiple, multiple people. investors. So, multiple investors. So we're going to be beholden to these investors. It's, it's not much we we can really do. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Um, yeah. The PlayStation, let me go see if I can find it. The PlayStation announcement actually, actually, no, it didn't. I'm sorry. It did not tell you who exactly was in it. It just says it's made up of investors. Let me see here. It was at the very bottom. I had to go hunt for it. And this right. one doesn't really tell me what RTS is. Right. So if it's made by multiple investors, then... Uh, evil beholden to the investors. Then oh, here it is. People. Here it is. Here it is. Yeah. RTS is a brand new venture led by CEO Stuart Saw and backed by investors including Global Entertainment, Sports, and Content Company Endeavor. Who is Stuart Saul? I've never Ooh, that's heard some of some re- That's some research right there. Who are you? I am thou. Thou are I. The problem is this name looks to be very popular. There's a lot of Stuart's out. Oh, here we go. Senior Vice President Esports at Endeavor. So Endeavor is actually the name of the company. Stewart is a leading authority in gaming, esports, entertainment ecosystem with extensive leadership experience in global business development, content and event production, and product community development. Established companies and early stage startups in London, New York, and Silicon Valley. He actually worked at Twitch as director of strategy for five years. Ah, 
So he's a he's a Twitch gamer boy. Interesting. He does have some background here. Interesting. And he's worked with a number of esports companies. So yeah, it looks like they picked a Pick guy who guy. knows what he's doing. Who knows yeah, what he's doing at least. Good. But does he not work with fighting games? I think esports and fighting games are two different beasts. Like you. Oh you, man. Yeah. 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 So I, I hope for the best. I'm I'm gonna be try to be uh, positive about this, but I do have my I do have my uh, my concerns. We'll just have to wait and see. <laughs> yeah, we'll wait it. and see. But to be fair though, it, it this is in my opinion generally good because as you know, you may have known this or not knows uh, fighting games have have uh, even though there's a love for the game when it comes to esports stuff, it's had it has the lowest payout. It doesn't pay the most. But again, it goes back to the whole thing with uh, with the fighting game community and esports. Esports pays out big time. Fighting games don't. And fighting games for the longest time has fought that narrative that fighting games is not esports. Yeah, and we, but we're not esports, but we want esports checks. You know? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So that's got to go away. That thin line that's dividing the two has to go away. And I, I, I see this. I see this as a big step because if Sony's getting involved, that means more money is going to come into this. At oh, least no, for 100%. Evo. At least oh, for no, Evo. 150% power magnetism. Um, but inter- the interesting part about this is, um, sorry, it's being a little jumpy there, is that the FGC has been leaning towards changing a lot of their internal policies. I think you may have seen the movement that happened sometime last year. Similar to speaking out, a lot of FGC people who are just degenerately bad people getting kicked out. And the uh, the creation of the new, uh, what they call it, the FGC... Uh, FGCOC, you know, FGC uh, Code of Conduct, you know, and several TOs organized to support that, and some people being treated as political crap, in my opinion, it's good for all, because we have to, have, like I said, draw the line, where are we just a bunch of backyard, like, straight-up hooligan-type guys playing video games, or are we professional people with careers who enjoy what we do? The it's problem it. with that, Matt, is honestly the way that the fighting game community has been going for the last couple of years, people will think that it's made of a bunch of hooligans because as much good as the FGC has done, and there's been a lot of good, yeah. it only takes a couple of bad apples, and we've seen a crap ton of them between what happened oh, with, yeah, with yeah. Mr. Willer or Mr. Wizard, uh, the Smash Brothers community. Holy crap. We, yeah, yeah, exactly. It's, it's, it's no joke. No, it, it, it's, it's real. And But in my opinion, you know, not to be try to be a little positive about it, is that we've had is like we found a way to exercise these guys to get rid of them, though whatever they're there. And I think the FGC conduct that's been shared around local communities has been shared upon. I think it's been pretty helpful. Recently, uh there was a guy in the SNK community, particularly Sam Show, but I say SNK in general because he also played King of Fighters. It was named Marco Polo. He was a he was a bad person, say racist things. He also rigged brackets to win tournaments, and we kicked him out the moment we had all the evidence. He's out. See ya, Marco Polo, you know? Well, that needs to happen. He needs to go. Yeah, exactly. So I think that we've been much better in self-governing instead of let people doing bad stuff be bad. And I'm pretty happy about that. But I do agree. Yeah, it's hard to it's going to be really a lot of work going forward to take away the hooligan aspect of our culture. And I don't think we are hooligans per se. I'm just using it as a terminology because, you know, there's a lot of bad things we've done. But at the same time, I think this shows the biggest thing that showed is, again, with the crap that surrounded uh I'm going to keep going, Mr. Wizard. Um, the fact that the evidence came out and they were like, no, this is it. You're done. You're gone. Yeah, We're not, we're not taking that your was... crap anymore. This, this has to go away. And that is where the community drew the line. Yeah, because have... if, if anything else happens like that along those lines or any kind of harassment, I think there was something else I saw a couple of days ago. I don't remember what it was, but another person got removed from the community. That's it. That was Marco Polo that I was talking about. Oh, that yeah. was Okay, that, that's it. There is no more hiding. If we find out you're doing something shady, 
go. You're gone. Get the hell out. We don't want you here anymore. And that's how it should be. It shouldn't be, it shouldn't be embracing people or sticking up people because you like them. No. If they're bad, they're rotten, they're guilty, they got to go. End of discussion. No. Yeah, I stand by that 150%. I mean, it's the only way to fix our <clears throat> problems. Well, I wish Sony, PlayStation, and whoever else is attached all the luck in the world. I do want to see Evo continue because there's something about sitting down and watching Evo on your TV, like you're on, like on ESPN and whatnot, instead of actually watching it on your computer screen. Because when it did that, it was like, hey, you guys hit big time. You're, you're yeah. doing it. You're doing it. So I got a little bit of trepidation in your voice when you said, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It just, it makes me, like, I remember that happening, but I was, I was there and I was like, <sighs> it, like I said, like, I, I, like Evo has been has been very corporate for years since 2012, in my opinion. Since 2012 upwards, have been very corporate. So this idea that Evo was this ground grassroots thing, it was never. It, it stopped being that a long time ago, guys. That clear, boys. I, I just like I said, my 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 take of Evo is that I had personal bad experience with Evo staff members, and because of how people treated the games I play. Though it's gotten a lot better now, I still hold that a part of my systematics, and I'll tell you stories in private so you let you all know, but. I really do. I want Evo to succeed, either succeed or let someone else succeed. That That's just my take of it. And I agree with that. I agree with that. All right. So it looks like we are done with this one. Uh, you're going to go watch that Snyder's cut or what? Oh, no, no, no. I, <laughs> I, 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 I already threw away four hours of my life already to it. So I'm not going to give another four. Thanks for stopping by. Check out the special edition of Spectrum Mode Podcast. As always, we like talking about things that happen within the gaming scene. That includes fighting games. So from myself, Keith Mitchell, and Matthew Get Silly as Paul, thanks for listening. We'll talk to you guys next time.